Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. again i am back i am back and this is the new year happy new year to all those uh people out there all over the world it is a new year 2017 one one 2017 hope it was a healthy and happy new year uh, coming into the new year one of the things that uh, I wanted to do this year to bring the new year in, to literally bring the new year in, wanted to go to the nearest ocean, which is about 15, maybe 15, 20 minutes away from where I live. Wanted to go with my wife, my loving wife, and see the new dawn for the first day of the new year what a beautiful sight it was being actually able to see the sunrise come over the ocean in a blaze of glory in the 1-1-2017 people if you ever get a chance doesn't make a difference if it's January 1st of a new year. Just go to the ocean, to the beach. Whether it's on the West Coast, East Coast, or wherever you are in this fine, uh, wide big world or big wide world. Go to the beach. Go to the ocean. And witness God's greatness as the, the light, and it literally the light of the world, comes up it, over the horizon and, and sheds light, the first light, the sunlight of the new day. It makes you appreciate life in itself and what you have. And that precious thing called life. Being able to watch the dawn of a new day. The sunrise of a new day, I should say. Hell of a thing to see. And blessed to see it. That's all I can say. I also want to wish um, one of my grandnieces 
yeah, I would guess it's my grandniece. Maybe not my grandniece, but one of my niece's daughters who was born on this day two years ago. Now she's a ter- one of those terrible twos. Happy birthday to Gracie. It's uh, week 17 of the NFL season. Week 17 of the fantasy football season. Yeah, I know. Crazy as it may be, and I'm one of them, to play. Week 17 in fantasy football. Crazy as it may be. I'm in two leagues. Yes, two leagues. One in Yahoo, one in ESPN. That go to week 17. Like I told you earlier in the uh, um, uh, uh, fantasy football playoffs, had seven teams that I had in the fantasy football season. Say seven playoff appearances. Seven playoff appearances. Two finals to this point. Three finals. Two last week, unfortunately, came up short in both of them. And this week, I am in a week 17 final. Can be a little hairy, as you may think, because the fact is there are teams that aren't playing for anything. And then, in turn, are going to be sitting their players. So hopefully you have a, a roster. And I go down my roster that I have right now and, and, and players that you should play this week that have something to play for and they're going to be beneficial to you. We have a full slate of games. Six games are on tap today. 16 games are on tap today. There was no Thursday night game. There is no Monday night game. So it all comes down to today. For those of you, like myself, that are running their, their roster out there for the Week 17 Fantasy Football Championship, Playoff Championship, I should say, Uh, I have to say this. It's not going to be easy, but it can be done. And I just got to get into this for whatever reason. Knock me out. So... See if I can get back into this, and then we go from there. All right. Oh, yeah. Another thing. Let me uh, finish this business, too. One of the um, championships I was in last week was the Parlay Palace. That's the name of the league, uh, run by my co-host on the uh, FSP Cruise Show, uh, one of my co-hosts, uh, Mike Wright. Uh, he hasn't been on the show, but he is one of the FSP crew uh, 
hopefully in the future, he will be again to make an appearance on the show. Uh, my other co-host was Jeff the Joker. We happen to been happen to have been in the Parlay Palace um, Super Bowl or championship. Jeff came out on top. Kudos to Jeff. Congratulations to Jeff the Joker. He picked up um, the championship in that league, and he's also going for a championship in another league. I told you there's two two leagues. Uh, one in Yahoo, one in ESPN that week 17. Well, I'm going to the, in the championship of one of them. Jeff's not in that league that I'm in, uh, in week 17. And, but Jeff is in the Yahoo league is going for a championship. I think he's got a really strong shot. Number one seed, been scoring like crazy over the, the fantasy football season. And he's got a real good shot of bringing home that prize, the Yahoo league. Got to give it to Jeff. Jeff is a good dude, and he knows his fantasy football stuff. Both leagues that are in Week 17 that that, uh, um, I'm part of and Jeff is going for the other championship, me the other, have uh, a combination of uh, running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, defenses, and um, kickers. An added piece of that roster are IDPs, individual defensive positions, linebackers, um, defensive backs, and the like. So just as another little twist to being able to know your stuff and pull out some IDPs that can quite not possibly – Put you over the hump, put you over the hump, and give you that win. So instead of playing standard, and when I say standard, I'm talking about quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, maybe a flex, and, and, and the tight end, defense, and a kicker. That's what I call standard. I mean, there's different levels of standard, but I'm calling that standard. In a different way. IDPs just bring another little twist to it. For those of you that play standard ESPN or standard Yahoo with no IDPs involved, try it. I injected an IDP, one IBP, into the family that I'm a commissioner of, and it's it benefits, just adds another piece to the puzzle of putting a roster together that's going to get you a win week in and week out. Now, this week, you have skill positions, skilled players of, um, or, or of, uh, excuse me, you have players of, uh, like Oakland. Or um, Washington, not Washington, but the Giants, uh, New England, uh, Kansas City, uh, Green Bay, uh, Detroit, Dallas, Philly, Pittsburgh, uh, teams like that, that are either fighting to still get into the playoffs or have solidified their position in the playoffs 
and really are taking a chance in playing their players in week 17 rather than rest them and get them ready to play the first round if they have to play the first round of the playoffs. Some of these are going to have first round buys and some of these are going to have to play the first week. You don't want to, in a meaningless game that whether you win or lose won't make a difference in your um, playoff position, have one of your key players get hurt and uh, not have him for the playoffs. So they rest him. So if you have Le'Veon Bell or Ben Roethlisberger or Antonio Brown and you're, you're playing like I am in the week 17, don't play him. It's not worth it. You got Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I wouldn't play him. It, it, you, you'll, you'll be shooting yourself in the foot. If you have players like that that have nothing to play for, that really are just, I wouldn't say playing for statistics, but just playing to be playing. And you can't trust them because they may play for a series and then they're out and then backup plays and then you're stuck with any kind of points, if any, that they accumulated with the short time that they're in the game. Pittsburgh Steelers, the three I told you about, Bell, Brown, and Roethlisberger, will not play. Mike um, uh, Tomlin has said that already. They're not going to play. So if you've been relying on any of those three or a combination of those three, you better find alternate players. Now, let, now, since I'm talking about that, let's start off with that game first. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I say play the Pittsburgh defense. Cleveland has been one of the most um, benefits uh, uh, have, uh, let me put it this way, defenses that have been playing Cleveland offense have benefited the most And they, they they should be played at all expense. Now, what who they play or rest on the uh, Pittsburgh's defensive side of the ball against Cleveland's offense? I still will play Cleveland because Cleveland has only won one game, and even though it's a division rival, they're playing in Pittsburgh with Robert Griffin III as the quarterback and a not a good roster in Cleveland. Not a good good roster in Cleveland. So, who do we play in this in that game? Who would you play in that game? Terrell Pryor, I would definitely play in that game. Gary Barnage, I would probably play in that game also. Um, I even like Isaiah Crowell, believe it or not, uh, and especially in PPR. Um, on the other side. Now, Cleveland is horrible against the run. Is it going to be D'Angelo Williams or 
um, Mr. Toussaint. In my humble opinion, now I know D'Angelo Williams hasn't played in, in quite a while because he's been dealing with injuries. And in my opinion, I can't, I, I, I can't trust D'Angelo Williams. I really can't trust D'Angelo Williams to, to um, be a viable play. Viable play. Really, I mean, there's no way I could take. Now I could be wrong, but Tucson is the guy I would play if I was to play anybody. But it may be a running back by committee, but then you don't know who's exactly going to be the dominant running back um, this today. But I would play Eli Rogers if you're looking for a wide receiver and upside. Who who is Landry Jones who's going to be the quarterback going to throw to? Eli Rogers is the best option, along with uh, Jesse James for any tight end position. Um, let's move on to another one. How about uh, Arizona, where Bruce Arians said he's going to be back next year? They're still up in the air whether uh, Larry Fitzgerald is actually going to um, come back. Uh, I guess we'll hear about that uh, sometime today or within the next week or so, whether uh, Mr. Larry Fitzgerald will make a, um, a 2017 uh, uh, another season that he, he'll, he'll play. But I love Carson Palmer in this. I absolutely love Carson Palmer. They're playing in L.A. Okay. But Carson Palmer going up against the uh, L.A. defense that uh, um, is in – the team itself is in, in array, disarray. No Jeff Fisher. Playing with Jared Goff, who – big question mark on if he is the man um, to run this team going forward. Or was he just a wasted pick? Todd Gurley. Uh, tough, tough call to play Todd Gurley. Uh, but if you're running, dealing with having the uh, running backs, he may be an option. J.J. Nelson is a guy I really like uh, with a huge upside in this game. Uh, and quite naturally, uh, anybody who's been as David Johnson, he is a total 100-yard total um, player week in and week out, without a doubt. One of the most reliable players fantasy points-wise uh, that you can get. It's called Baltimore and Cincinnati, who both these teams have nothing but pride and, and uh, division pride to play for. Ravens are 8-7. and seven fell out of playoff contention uh, with a uh, loss to the Steelers last week. Bengals have lost their last two and are just 3-3-1 three, three, and one at home. Uh, and the Ravens are only 2-5 and five at home. Marvin Lewis is supposed to be back. I play Joe Flacco. I don't like Joe Flacco on the road. I'm not a big Joe Flacco fan, but I think the Cincinnati Bengals have all but packed it in. 
I think they're going to try to hit him early and hard. Uh, once they do that, most teams that are um, out of playoff contention will pack it in and, and, and roll over. Uh, even though the coaches don't don't uh, don't subscribe to that, I think that's what's going to happen. Steve Smith, eighty nine percent sure that this is going to be his last year and last game today. He's going to get fed early and often to go out with a blaze of glory. You got Steve Smith. You're a lucky person. You play Steve Smith hard and heavy uh, in the la- week seventeen fantasy football fan. Uh, final, I should say. Uh, who else would I play? I support, supposedly, the offensive coordinator, Marty Morningway, is supposed to get tossed from Baltimore. Um, there's going to be a lot of big changes uh, in a lot of teams, uh, OC, OC-wise, whether it's defensive or offensive OCs, along with head coaches. Um, I play Brandon LaFell. I think that he's the only viable option. Jeremy Hill and Rex Burkhead. Uh, I don't really like them options against this Pittsburgh defense. And, and uh, we'll go from there. Buffalo at New York. Okay. LaShawn McCoy fans, I, me being one of them, huge LaShawn McCoy. I think, uh, like I told you weeks back, the day that their offensive coordinator got tossed and Anthony Lynn was promoted to the offense coordinator position, I told you LaShawn was going to ball out, and um, it's, it's proven out. Anthony Lynn, running backs coach over LaShawn McCoy. Um, the offense was stagnant. They weren't using McCoy enough. I know they were using him, but they weren't using him enough in the right position. Anthony Lynn came uh, up as the O.C., LaShawn McCoy took off and was balling out. Even Mike Gillisey was um, faltering touchdowns. And the offense was more uh, was more innovative, I should say. And now Anthony Lynn looks like he may be in line to be the actual head coach of the uh, Baltimore Bills. I mean, Baltimore, Buffalo Bills. LaShawn McCoy is a strong play. Charles Clay, who's been balling out for the last few weeks, is another strong play in the, in the uh, tight end position. I These two guys, I'd absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, you got to have me in lineup. They're going to play the whole game. This may not be, plus the fact is Rex Ryan got tossed. Now, these guys are playing for their jobs. They got an interim head coach in Anthony Lynn. Nobody knows which way this is going to go. E.J. Manuel is going to be the quarterback starting for the Bills instead of Tyrod Taylor, who, for business quotation marks, business decisions, business reasons. So they're going to try to run the football as much as possible, be a conservative type of offense. E.J. Manuel, this is your audition to see what, if anything, you can do running the offense. I love Bilal Powell in this, too. Who else they have? Matt Forte is not going to shoulder the load. I like Quincy Inouye and Robbie Anderson in this. Brandon Marshall has been an afterthought. He he may not even be with the New York Jets next year. 
Robbie Anderson, young wide receiver with a ton of speed, all he has to do is be able to run the route tree, be able to understand the offense better, and be more consistent with his hands. He's a bright spot for the Jets up and coming. You play Robbie Anderson. You play Quincy Inouye. They played Bill Powell. These guys are going to get – Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing. Probably his last game for the New York Jets. There's going to be a lot of term, uh, turnover in the Jets, Fitzpatrick being one of them. Brandon Marshall probably will not be with the team next year. Um, so these guys are, again, playing for their jobs, putting, putting it out on tape. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got a slim chance of getting into the playoffs. Carolina uh, playoff aspirations are shot. Panthers are only two of five in road games. No, they're going to have a loser record. There's no two ways about it. Tampa Bay is going to be ball, try to try to ball out. They have an outside shot at a wild heart. They have an outside shot for a wild card. You play Cam Newton. I don't like Jonathan Stewart here. Uh, I th- like uh, K- Kelvin Benjamin a little bit in this. And Ted Ginn. And Greg Olson. A little bit. Now, Greg Olson has it, it, pretty, been pretty consistent. Um, not the Greg Olson scoring a, a bunch of touchdowns and on one of the top fantasy football tight ends. But I like him in this this matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are um, division rivals. Jacquez Rogers is the only viable running back. Just check this out. Doug Evans is gone. I mean, excuse me. Doug Martin is gone. He's in he's in treatment. Um, Charles Sims on is on IR. So it's the Peyton Barber, and I can't think of the other guy, but Peyton Barber. It's going to be the just Dirk Cutter, who used to be in Atlanta, where Jack Quest Rogers used to be, knows him well, brought him on in, into Tampa, and now it's already been said he's going to get a heavy workload. This is probably one of my one of the top options especially in the running back position that you can have this week if you're playing in a, in your fantasy football final. Without a shadow of a doubt, I picked him up on a waiver. Couldn't believe it in my league. Picked it up in the waiver wards. I had Doug Martin. I dropped Doug Martin. I had uh, Charles Sims. I dropped Charles Sims because both of those won't be used. One's on IR. One's in drug, a drug treatment. And picked up Jack Wes Rogers. And I picked him up late this this past week, and I was surprised that my opponent, even just picking him up and not letting me get a chance to pick him up, because you know he's going to get a heavy workload. And and if it's in PPR, which the the, the a championship in the league that I'm in is PPR, he's even that much more of a that that much better of an option. 
So I'm loving me some Jacque. I think he's probably going to be the one of the top uh, running backs in fantasy this week, along with Mike Evans, who Jameis loves. Cameron Brait injured his back last week, been ruled out. I think he's on IR. So it's going to be uh, Mike Evans, more Mike Evans, more Mike Evans, and then Jacquez Rogers. Those guys are going to get heavily targeted. Now, you do have Adam Humphreys and you do have Russell Shepard, but they're not going to play a heavy role in here. The two guys I told you about are the two guys that are going to get the heavy work, heavy lifting here, heavy workload. I love these two guys this week. Let's move on to Chicago and Minnesota, at Minnesota. Sam Bradford supposedly is uh, um, supposedly going to be the starter next year. Teddy Bridgewater will have to wait and see how he recovers from that devastating knee injury that he had. Um, but uh, as we see, uh, the Sam Bradford, uh, unless something drastic happens in the quarterback position, it's supposed to be the quarterback for next year for the Minnesota Vikings. And they're playing Chicago. Um, the Bears beat Vikings in week eight, at, uh, 20 to 10. Uh, but the Bears are on a three-game losing streak and are, are 0 and 7 in row games. The Vikings are 4 and 3 at home and have lost their last two games. Okay. The Vikings want to be able to go out on a high note here. They're playing the last game at home. This is the first year of the new stadium that they're playing in, and they want to go out on a positive note. They started 5 and 0, had a terrible uh, season after that, and now they want to be able uh, to, to right the ship one last time to go out and go into the offseason with a win. Matt Barkley started the last five games. Three of those last five games, he, he topped 300 yards. Um, he's only tossed one touchdown in his two away games. And he's thrown eight interceptions over the last two weeks against weaker defenses than the Vikings. So I'm liking the um, Vikings defense, believe it or not, against Chicago and Matt Barkley. Jordan Howard I, is a definite play here, without a shadow of a doubt. Cameron Meredith seems like it's – He's the better of the two options between him and Alshon Jeffrey that Matt Barkley likes to throw to. So I'm leaning more to Cameron Meredith than I am to uh, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. And Alshon Jeffrey, after this year, is going to be a free agent. Don't know if he's going to return or some other team that needs a wide receiver is going to pick him up. How about him going to L.A.? I mean, he's big, tall wide receiver. They need... They need options. They need wide receivers. Not that Kenny Britt or Brian Quick or Tavon Austin aren't viable um, uh, options, but I think Alshon Jeffrey is better uh, than all three of those guys. How about on the other side? Stefan Diggs, who I told you before I'm not too keen about because he's up and down. He usually starts very well beginning of the season, Tails off, as long as he's healthy, tails off in the middle, and then comes on at the end of the season. Well, Stephon Diggs is not expected to play because of his hip. And Adam Thielen had a career day last week, 
and I do like him a lot this week. He, because he's become the focal point of the passing attack. Like I said, after turning in, he, he turned in 86 and 101 yards in week 13 and 14. Uh, he was blank, but he was injured in week 15. And he came back with the best performance in the NFL for week 16 with 12 receptions for 202 yards and two scores. He's the most reliable and the most targeted and the focal point of the passing attack. Adam Thielen is a, is a, is a sneaky play and a no-brainer play, in my opinion, this week. And if he's sitting on your waiver wire, this is another guy. I picked up two guys, unbelievably picked up two guys on the waiver wire that are going to be focal points of their offense going to week 17 with guys that at Jacquez Rogers, he's going, he's, he, he, they're the other, they're the Peyton Barber, but he's not going to get to work with Dirk Cutter as the uh, head coach and play caller. He's not going to get the work. Peyton Barber, as Jack was Rogers is. He got more trust in, in Jack was Rogers. Adam Thielen, career year last week. I mean, career a week last week. Career day. He's hot. He's been hot. He Adam, Adam Thielen has been hot, as I told you. One bad week, every, every most um, fantasy football players have that one week or two. During a season that you don't you what you expect you don't get, but I like Adam Thielen big time in here along with Kyle Rudolph. Both these guys patrol the middle of the field. Uh, Thielen can can be uh, taken taken uh, uh, can be can be used for taking shots down the field. With Kyle Rudolph, PPR, absolutely. Had five catches for 31 yards in the last meeting with the Bears. And, and he has been a favorite receiver for Bradford. And it's gaining around 60 yards in most games. Um, but he's only had one touchdown over the, over the last six games. And they're playing the last game at home. In a, in a pinch, in a pinch. No Ben Roethlisberger. Don't have any other options. How about Sam Bradford? All right, let's move on to the Dallas at Philly. I don't trust Dak Prescott. I think they're, they're supposed to be playing three quarterbacks here. Dak is going to get probably one one series, maybe two, along with Zeke. And then it's, it's, it's going to be a Darren McFadden show. Uh, who's a very good play, and I picked him up to block anybody who who would pick him up. My opponent had Ezekiel Elliott. I picked Darren McFadden up last week, last Sunday. So my opponent wouldn't pick uh, Darren McFadden up this week with Ezekiel Elliott 
not getting the uh, touches that he normally would get. You you got to think ahead, and, and it, it, I had it. Uh, I eliminated one of my players um, in a late game last week, uh, Monday night game, I should say, to pick up Darren McFadden. I already had the win already. The win was assured of me, so I, I wasn't hurting myself. Picked him up and put him on my bench. Now, that's before I picked up Jack West Rogers on Friday or Thursday, whatever it was. So I had a choice, but I have LaShawn McCoy also. So that was a no-brainer to me. I'm loaded at running back, Spencer Ware, Darren McFadden, Jack Quest Rogers, and LaShawn McCoy. My two best options, in my opinion, would be Spencer, uh, um, um, not Spencer Ware, uh, even though he had a good matchup, but he's banged up, was uh, um, Jack Quest Rogers and LaShawn McCoy um, in my running back. I mean, I, I don't think I could get any better than this. Week 17, I don't think I could get any better of any backs that are out there than those two guys. Uh, and you play Jason Witten. Now, Jason Witten probably is a really a toss-up because I don't think Dez plays that much uh, to be viable. And the Cowboys are only looking to improve their record to 14-2. and two. Versus 13-2 and two right now against Philly, playing in Philly, where Philly plays the toughest. I can't play Carson Wentz. Uh, Darren Sproles is, is retiring after this, so I imagine they're going to uh, um, uh, uh, try to feed Darren Sproles as much as possible uh, to, to get him to go out on a blaze of glory. Um, I would play Darren Sproles in here. I would play um, Zach Ertz in here uh, and, and probably Jordan Matthews, but um, because I don't think Dallas is going to be putting up too much of a fight here. Um, and and uh, I think Philly is, is going to try to ball out. Let's move on to let's move, this is the let's move on to this game. Houston at Tennessee. Now, this game is an um, insignificant game. Houston's locked in to be the AFC South division champ. Lamar Miller will not play in this game um, because of his ankle. So that means Alfred Blue is another viable option in the running back position. Not a good one because Tennessee is a good defensive team against the run. Number three in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. In the passing is where they're most vulnerable. I'm talking about Tennessee. Do I, do I play DeAndre Hopkins? You betcha. If I CJ Fedorowicz is is uh, is um um active, you betcha. Um, but there's not a lot of options that I would play other than those three: Alfred Blue, DeAndre Hopkins, and Braxton Miller. On the other side of the ball, Marcus Mariota is shot. It's going for the year. Um, he's got a long road back from a broken fibula. Uh, and uh, DeMarco Murray is probably the only play I would play here. An outside chance of Richard playing Richard Matthews. But we're dealing with Matt Castle here. Yes, we're dealing with Matt Castle. So I don't expect much in passing attack here. It's all going to be on the road. I mean, on, on the ground. So that calls for Derrick Henry. 
and DeMarco Murray. Now you're taking a real big chance and risk with Derrick Henry because you're relying on him to get into the end zone. And Houston is uh, 15th against running back fantasy points, five and four against quarterback and wide receivers, and including the tight end and preventing fantasy points. So they are extremely good defense against the uh, offense that doesn't have their starting quarterback and are playing with Matt Castle. All right, let's move on for the next one, which would be Jacksonville, Indiana. Um, these guys have nothing to play for. They're playing in Indianapolis. Uh, Montcrief never practiced, is not expected to play. Allen Hearns is not going to play, and Chris Ivey was listed as questionable, but will play. Uh, along with Denard Robinson. Who do I like in here? I like Chris Ivey. I like Chris Ivey. As long as Chris Ivey can stay healthy, um, he's a play for me because I like his running style. He's a violent runner, uh, a collision type of runner, and, and some, most DBs uh, uh, and safeties make business decisions when Chris Ivory is headed their way. Um, I also like uh, Allen Robinson in this. I think he he'll he'll be do he'll do better than Marquise Lee, even though Marquise Lee has has really um, outshone. Um, Allen Robinson this year uh, Blake Borders I don't really like Blake Borders in this game I know it's against Indianapolis Indianapolis is uh, 24th against the quarterback in preventing fantasy points um, but I'm not a Blake, Blake Borders fan I just it just he doesn't seem like he's a I know he starts but he doesn't seem like he should start as a viable option for uh, uh, somebody on uh, in fantasy football Andrew Luck no brainer play here no-brainer play for Andrew Luck. Frank Gore is the same way. T.Y. Hilton it should ball out of here along with Jack Doyle in a, in a uh, tight end position. All right, let's move on to Casey at San Diego. Casey has um, needs a win and needs a Denver uh, – not a Denver – needs an Oakland loss to capture the division. They're going to try to ball out. Spencer Ware is a game-time decision because of his ribs. He was limited in all practices. Um, I would lower the expectations on Spencer Ware because of the risk. And like I say, check uh, pregame to see that he will play. Um, Chikandre West, because he's banged up, I think he's probably going to get the most of the work. And, and Spencer Ware is going to, if he if he plays, they're going to, keep an eye on him that he doesn't further injure himself and not and, and and be in a position that he can't go for the playoffs. So I think they're going to decide on the error of caution with Spencer Ware and let Chikandre West um, get the majority of touches. And, and I like Chikandre West. That's another sneaky play, Chikandre West in here. Tyreek Hill. Let me tell you something, people. Speed kills. Kills the defense, and Tyreek Hill is a speed, is a defense killer. Um, you play Tyreek Hill here. You have a spot that, for whatever reason, you don't have a really what you think a viable option. If you have Tyreek Hill, if he happens to be, he shouldn't be, but if he happens to sit on the waiver wire, sprint, run, 
Do whatever you have to do to pick him up and put him in your lineup. You saw what he did to Denver. And that was the best defense against the pass. You saw what he did to Denver. Speed kills the defense. And Tyreek Hill is one of the fastest, not the fastest guy in the NFL. Play Tyreek Hill. And then you also play his counterpart, uh, not counterpart, his, his uh, 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 teammate in Travis Kelsey, who next year I think is going to be the number one tight end off the board. Very athletic uh, tight end, um, and I think he's going to be the number one tight end off the board next year, Travis Kelsey. Book it, bank it. Put it in an envelope and seal it. That's what I got to say about that. All right, let's go to New England at Miami. Tom Brady doesn't normally play well in Miami. J.H.I.S. is listed as questionable. Um, he's got he's dealing with a shoulder injury, but he's expected to play. Um, Malcolm Mitchell is out and will not play. Both Martellus Bennett and Tom Brady are list, listed as questionable, but will play. Um, I expect Tom Brady to try to ball out uh, he needs to, they need to, to win this to ensure that they have the number one seed uh, if I'm not mistaken so Tom Brady and, and Belichick doesn't believe in wrestling players and I think Tom Brady is going to play a whole game and ball, unless it's an extreme huge blowout which can happen Um but it doesn't normally happen in, in um, playing against uh, Miami, who he has trouble playing against in Miami. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt is the actual play here. Bl- Julia Elliman and Chris Hogan. Uh, Michael Floyd is supposed to get a little exposure here, but I wouldn't recommend him. He, you have to wait and see what kind of um, usage he's going to get. Uh, uh, but he's an athletic wide receiver that can be used by Tom Brady. Don't like Jay Ajayi in here. I mean, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, I know he ran for over 200 yards against Buffalo last week, uh, but he ran for 14 yards and five carries in the first time the uh, Patriots met. So I'm not – I wouldn't trust the uh, uh, Miami backfield um, this, this, this week. I really wouldn't. Uh, and, and, and to tell you the truth, I wouldn't trust anybody uh, on the Dolphins with Matt Moore being the quarterback. You don't know what, what's going to play, what's going to be the favorite play here. And, and if that's the case, week 17, there is no other weeks after this. Um, I wouldn't take that chance. New Orleans, Atlanta, um, where can I start? Falcons need to win this to cement their number two seed in the NFC. Um, and they're playing at home, a final game, game, a regular season game at home. You play Drew Brees. You play uh, Mark Ingram. You play Michael Thomas. And I really like playing Comey Fleener. But if you have Willie Sneed, Michael Thomas, Kobe Fleener, Mark Ingram, um, or oh, Drew Brees, uh, any of those, put him in your lineup. 
because there's a strong chance that this, this is going to be a, the, one of the highest scoring games of the week. And there's going to be a lot of points flowing around, just matter who gets them. Now, if you have any of the backfield of Atlanta, I shouldn't have to tell you to play him because that, that's a no-brainer against the Saints. Um, Julio Jones, another week that he's, he's healthy, he's going to play. You play Julio Jones. And Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, and Matt Ryan in this game. It's going to be a lot of points in this game. Uh, the over-under is 56. That's the highest, I think, all week. That's going to be an unbelievable high-scoring game, and you try to get a piece of it if you can. Rob, uh, We're going to Washington, and Rob Kelly and Jordan Reed are lit, both listed as questionable, questionable, but we're in all practices, uh, and, but they were limited, but they're both expected to play. Um, I'm not a Eli – you don't know how much Eli is going to play. Let me put it that way. The Giants are locked into the number five seed, and – will be playing the worst division winner despite only three and four when they leave New York. They don't have a running game, which is going to be a huge problem when they get into the playoffs. Um, I know it's Odell Beckham, um, and you probably don't have any better choice, but if he, if he is, you got to play him. You don't want Odell Beckham, Beckham sitting on the bench in this last week, and for whatever reason, he uh, – goes off and you're sitting there holding yourself like, oh, I should have, could have, would have played him, and, and, and but but it's too late. So you play him. I think Sterling Shepard is, is another good play here. Um, but I'm not – I don't think Eli does well here. I really don't. They're playing in Washington, and, and Eli – uh, no, no. Oakland at Denver. Gary Kubiak is supposed to is, – is supposedly rumored to leave – a step down because of health reasons. Trevor Simeon will start this week, but Paxton Lynch will also be involved in this game. Amari Cooper and Michael Trabtree are, are questionable. Um, even though they were last week um, and before that, they still played. I have a hard time other than Latavius Murray, because I think they're going to run the ball a lot with Matt McGloin. And they need this game. They need this game to um, – in order to take the AFC West or to end up with a wild card and a road game in the playoffs. So they need this game. So that all these guys are going to be involved to what level? With Matt McGloin, I think it's a run-heavy offense with Jalen Richard and Latavius Murray. And I like Latavius Murray more than I like Jalen Richard. On the other side, when Denver, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are good plays here. I cannot play a quarterback because they're going to split snaps. No way. No way. All right, let's move on to um, – San Francisco, uh, uh, Seattle, San Francisco. Uh, you play Russell Russell Wilson. You play Thomas Rawls, Doug Baldwin. Tyler Lockett's not there, and Jermaine Curse and Paul Richardson aren't explosive as Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin is going to get the lion's share of the targets. 
along with Jimmy Graham. So any of those three guys, four guys, Russell Wilson, Thomas Rawls, Doug Baldwin, uh, uh, Jimmy Graham, and even Steve Hauska are a good place here. I can't recommend anybody, anybody in San Francisco. There's rumors that Trent Baalke of the the GM and the coach, Chip Kelly, are going to be tossed uh, after this game is is over with. And uh, San Francisco doesn't really have that much to play for. Um, And I don't think they're going to really put forth an effort. I think Seattle is going to try to smash the hell out of them. Um, And last but not least, Green Bay in Detroit for the division. Winner takes the North Division, and the loser probably sits home in January, especially if the Skins beat the Giants, who will probably be resting players. Um, and I, I think I told you to play Kirk Cousins uh, um, and Jordan Reed and Deshaun Jackson and um, Pierre Garçon. You could play any level of those guys because they're going to ball balls the wall to try to win and, and have a chance to get into the playoffs. Let's this effort to get into the playoffs. Anyway, um, in this game, over under is 47, which is a fair, fair, fair amount. Um, and everybody's on hand. All hands on deck. That means Aaron Rodgers, Ty Montgomery, who I'm not really high on, but um, he'll be involved in this because of the fact is what's, what's at stake. Devontae Adams, and absolutely a no-brainer. Uh, Jordy Nelson and uh, probably Jared Cook. They're going to be flinging the ball around here quite a bit, try to rack up some points and and have Detroit play catch up and catch up with Sam Sam Flaff, Sam. You're at Matthew Stafford. You've got to play him. You got to play Anquan Bolden. You got to play Golden Tate and especially Eric Ebron. There you have it. It's all 16 games that I went down there. Um, hopefully, I helped you out throughout the year and that you come away with at least get into the playoffs. You got to be in it to win it. Hopefully, uh, once you got into the playoffs, you made the right moves and uh, got to the championship uh, and uh, won that money or won that trophy or whatever is the, the prize. Uh, if not, it's it's – Part of his skill and part of his luck. I, I always say that. You can put the best lineup, which I have, um, in multiple leagues in place. Uh, but if you're not lucky enough with that that roster to come through, then you'll you'll be stuck. Like what happened? Uh, and then chalk it up to the fantasy football gods as it not being your time. But at least you were able, to, at least I was able to help you make it to the playoffs. Uh, we're going to go um, a week from today, which would be the 8th, January 8th, a recap of fantasy football and look, look ahead into 2017 fantasy football season. Um, guys that I think they're going to rebound. Uh, and uh, guys that I think are going to take a step back. Uh, just a little, you know, just just a uh, a short idea of um, what may or may not happen in fantasy um, next year. 
and, and reflect on what happened and corrections that you can make going forward uh, to, to help you get that elusive. Uh, if you didn't get it this year, maybe you can get it next year in 2017. New year, new possibilities, and uh, it's always uh, a chance. One, regardless if you're the first seed or the, the last seed in your playoffs, um, it's all everyone's zero zero. Um, doesn't make a difference. Like I said, one of my leagues, I was twelve and one, blown everybody away, and I'm not kidding that. Winning um, pretty handily every week, week in and week out. Without without any problems. Number one seed against the number eight seed. The lowest point total all year happened in the first round of my playoffs that I was a number one seed. That was twelve and one. Fantasy football gods just didn't have it in my uh, future to win that. And and after that, that ne- the next few weeks. I outscored every team that progressed into the playoffs. That, but that's just the way it goes. You can't do anything about it. it, one, it you're one and done. It's not like the regular season where you can move on and, and, and try to make up for it. There's no making up in the playoffs. You're one and done. If you don't win in, in, in whatever round you're in, you're done. So tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, well, I'll be um, holding it down, as I always do. That'd be January 8th. Also, on Thursday, which would be the uh, 5th of January, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time would be the FSP Crew Show. I'll be there talking about the first round of the playoffs with Jeff the Joker. And uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday will be the FSP Show. So you got it multiple times to listen to us, whether it's me, uh, but all three times I'll be there. Thursday night, 8 p.m., uh, uh, Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m., uh, or uh, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Uh, I'll be there in some capacity along with my co-host or host, uh, Jeff DeJoker or Vic Gardner. Tune in. Enjoy the rest of your New Year's Day, and uh, um, be well and be safe. <laughs>